superstars. Welcome back to the Awesome Overflow. This is your Awesome Overflow for July 2022. I'm coming to you live from the surface of the sun, is what it feels like. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca, you were telling me before we hit record, it's also pretty warm and balmy up in Pennsylvania, too. It's very hot. It's disgusting. (laughs) It's, I think, disgusting is the word that we all want to use for the weather right now, at least in the northern hemisphere, um, places that are, you know, not normally all that toasty or really feeling it. So superstars, wherever you are as you're listening, I hope that you're able to cool off a little bit. Listen to Rebecca and I. We've got some things we just want to chit chat about. Before we get into that, thank you guys, as always, so much for your ongoing support of Sort of Awesome. As you know, we just came out with episode 400 officially. Woo-hoo! Of the show, so many episodes, so many hundreds of hours of us. (laughs) But truly, you guys, I mean it when I say, if it were not for the superstars, if it were not for your support, um, we wouldn't have had sort of awesome for this long. It would have gone by the wayside literally years ago. So thank you so much for continuing to support us in all of the ways that you do. So Rebecca and I were talking and Rebecca isn't it so funny to think about that here we are, we're like, what do you want to talk about? And both of us are like, well, we have these reading things like books and reading related things that we need to talk about. Like, this is different from when Sword of Awesome first started, right? It is. And it does continue to surprise me like all the time that I ever have anything related to books that I want to talk about. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So speaking of that, I have two very big um, reading related things that I need to discuss with you guys. First of all, quick reminder that next month in August, we are going to finally, finally get to do our, um, joint discussion, the superstars of Sorta Awesome, along with the patrons of Currently Reading podcast, which was begun by and is run and hosted by two superstars, Katie Cobb and Meredith Monday Schwartz. Um, we're going to do this big discussion of all the young dudes, which is the prolific and profound, some might say, 500,000 plus word, uh, fan fiction. That's the prequel to Harry Potter, the unofficial prequel, I guess I should clarify. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty big, uh, clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Did you finish reading it, Meg? I know this has been a long time goal of yours. I did finish it, and it is absolutely as devastating towards the end as you may have heard that it is. It will wreck you. Um, I was, I was, that's why it took me so long to finish it. Like I knew, I knew it was coming, of course, and, and it absolutely did. I'm trying to save my words. I have so many words about that. Um, but yes. You, if you're a pretty, if you're an adventurous reader, I feel like you still have time to start it. If you haven't already, I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can find it on archive of our own. Even if you don't get to finish it, I mean, if you're familiar with Harry Potter, you know how things are going to end. So go ahead and jump into the discussion. We will have more information forthcoming about how you can actually join us for that. It will be on Zoom. And I am so super excited about that. So again, that's August 21st. I'll put some more details in the show notes for those of you who are joining in. Now, speaking of group discussions of books, we are going to do something for the first time that we have not done, although we have certainly as a team talked endlessly about what a fun thing this would be to do or how we should try to do this someday. Rebecca, I have finally read a book that I am so bursting with need to talk to our community about that I'm like, we're going to have to do a Superstars book club discussion for this book. Are you prepared for this? I am so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) We've been talking about doing this for years, right? Uh Yes. And for years, I have been terrified at the idea of being called on to potentially have to lead one of these. (laughs) Because I'm like, well, I don't read that much. What in the world would I talk about? (laughs) Um, But I'm not leading it. You are. So what is it, Meg? Drum roll, please. Okay, this is a book that multiple people have suggested to me, including Lori Lynn our social media manager, she kind of casually sent me the title and was like, hey, you, you should read this. I think you'd like it. I 
had gotten it on Kindle and I started reading it and I was immediately like, oh my gosh, did we come together as a community and write this book? The name of the book is, this is not a book about Benedict Cumberbatch. The subtitle is The Joy of Loving Something, Anything Like Your Life Depends on It. It's by Tabitha Carvin. And it is, it is our whole ethos of loving what you love and seeking pleasure and awesome and joy in your life without apology. It is all of that condensed into this book. I told you, Rebecca, I have been absolutely highlighting like paragraph after paragraph. It is so profound and so good. And I think it's going to speak to so many of us. You don't have to care a thing about Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't. But if you are a woman who has experienced the push and pull and the back and forth of wanting to throw your passion entirely at something, but feeling like you have to kind of throttle down or keep it quiet, um, if you ever were a teenage girl and you were made to feel silly for the thing that you were into, or maybe you're an adult woman and you're made to feel silly for the thing that you're into, like... If you have lived the woman's experience on this planet, I think this book is going to speak to you. And so in September of 2022, this September, we're going to gather together as a community of superstars to discuss this book. Those are all the details I have for you right now. Go ahead and pick it up. Read it. It's so good. It's so good, Rebecca. Okay, I will read it. I will read it. Meg sent me a text earlier this week (laughs) that was like, Holy expletive, Rebecca, you have got to read this book. And then she kind of goes on for a little bit, and I just reply back, sigh, okay. I know. <laughs> I never, I didn't ever follow up why you were sighing about it. Have other people told you, Rebecca, you've got to read this book? Well, I've, I don't, sure. Yeah, I think maybe it was recommended to me, but I didn't really pay too much attention because it's a, like a nonfiction book, and I just am not interested very much now. But so it was kind of like, okay, Meg, I will trust you. I will read the book. So I better, I better order it before it gets sold out by all the superstars. (laughs) Yes, please do. Or at least put your name on the library uh, wait list for it. Um, It is nonfiction. And I know that's not usually your bag. But I think the fact that it just like in such a perceptive, relatable way talks about something that I think you're going to identify with so strongly. Like, I'm just like, you have to read this so we can discuss it. So those are two big reading related things. Again, in August, the combined discussion with currently reading for all the young dudes. And then in September, we're going to do it. Superstar Book Club, Benedict Cumberbatch. It's it's going to be good. Okay. Now, books and reading-wise, you found yourself out and about in your town, and you were at the bookstore. And as it just so happens, people were talking about books in the bookstore. What what happened next? Okay, Meg, (laughs) I just posted this on um, my Instagram story, so some superstars might have seen it. But I went to the bookstore. I was at Barnes and Noble and I was, I popped in there specifically to take some photos of books so that I would have some nicer pictures of just a book cover, me holding it that I could use in like social media content when I recommend books or I'm talking about books. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't need to own books. I don't own very many books. And so most of my favorite romance books, I don't even, I don't even have. So I went there to uh, just use and abuse the book covers and just snap some photos. And I'm telling you, the moment that I stepped into that romance section at Barnes & Noble, I suddenly was like, I want somebody to ask me a question. And of course, nobody's going to ask me a question. I don't work there. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I... I'm just dying for somebody to pick up a book that I have read so that I can, you know, whisper in their ear in the yes. least creepy way possible. Oh, I <laughs> this is gonna be. So- Meg, is this do like is this is a how do readers survive going into bookstores without this uncontrollable urge to tell everybody in amongst yes. the stacks like what they like? Yeah, how do I you know. Do that. I know. Well, I think for extroverted readers, we maybe feel particularly compelled, almost responsible to strike up conversations with strangers in the bookstore to be like, you know, and let's finish this one. And it is fantastic. Um, I think other readers 
maybe you're a little bit. <laughs> but like, probably I'm most like, readers are better at controlling themselves. I was overwhelmed with this urge to talk to somebody about the books. I'm like, Rebecca, you are not doing that. That is so embarrassing. What is your problem? You, you just be quiet and find your books and take a picture. And then two young women were talking to each other about what they were looking for and they literally named the book i am currently in the middle of reading and i was like yeah i can't i can't again you had a responsibility to those readers so what did you do well i waited and i'm like i'm not gonna do this and then my friend met me and then i was talking to her and i was like no i really have to i really have to say something so it was even like the moment that they said it it was like awkwardly like i don't know two three five minutes later i walk up to them i'm like i'm sorry but i overheard you bitches (laughs) (laughs) and i i just wanted to let you know that you can actually get that book on Kindle Unlimited, and then I went through this whole spiel about Kindle Unlimited and getting the free trial, and like then how you can load up your Kindle before the free trial is over and turn off your... I kept talking and talking and talking and talking, and my girlfriend was like five feet away, just shaking her head laughing at me. She just was like, of course you're doing this. I... I did not give them my Kindle Unlimited um, free trial affiliate link. I mean, I, I held you back. You, like, stopped I short. I You're did. like, there, there is a line, and that is the line for I, me. I, but, you yeah. know, I have my business card in my wallet, and I should have pulled that out and given it. <laughs> this uh, is so delightful. I'm obsessed with this story. That's so good. But, like, I can't trust my- – I can never go into a bookstore anymore. Like, I just don't think I can trust myself. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised that the uh, no Barnes and Noble employee walked by and was like, "What what are you doing? You can't sell Amazon <laughs> in the aisles of Barnes and Noble." <laughs> That's true. They probably would not have approved of that. Oh yeah. man, I, I I held back. I mean, it. I didn't hold back because I actually did talk to them. But yet, I'm I'm. I eventually left. I'm not still there talking to them. So in that sense, yeah. I feel like I did actually accomplish holding back. <laughs> yes. I am I am proud of you through and through and all the way around in this story. This is brilliant. And I'm delighted that it happened. Oh, man. So good. Um, I have to tell you one like weird reading recommendation thing that I can't seem to escape from. Thankfully, it wasn't in person at a... <laughs> The bookstore. I somehow have gotten myself on Colleen Hoover TikTok. Do you Mm. know who Colleen Hoover is? Yes. She is huge on TikTok. Like right now? Or just like, has she always been? I mean, for a while at least. Okay. Well, let me back up for a second because Julie sent me this TikTok about how to really, truly curate your FYP, your For You page. And in this TikTok that Julie had sent me, this woman was saying, like, it doesn't matter so much how much you like different videos on different topics, those types of things. The number one indicator that the algorithm is looking for when it decides how much more content it's going to show you of a certain topic is how many times you let the video play. So if you're really into the topic, let it play over and over, you know, let it play while you're reading the comments or leaving a comment, like just let it play, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And she had some other theories that were like a lot more work that I'm never going to do, like going to the person's profile and liking a certain number of their past videos and then looking and seeing who they're following and follow oh, the people they're following. I was like, no. no that was like, like BS. How did she figure that out? That's I don't know. True. Does she work for TikTok? Probably. No. Probably oh, okay. secretly Whatever. works for TikTok. <laughs> She's on the TikTok payroll. I'm like, that is too much work. And I do not go to TikTok for work. I go for the opposite of work. Anyway, apparently, somehow, some way, I must have let some kind of Colleen Hoover recommendation TikTok play more than once because now every single – and I want to make it clear too. I've never read a single Colleen Hoover book, not a one. (laughs) But every time I open TikTok, every single time, 
it's Colleen Hoover talk. And I'm like, why am I here? I'm going to need you to do a reset for me again, Rebecca. Just start sending the hairy TikToks so I can wipe the slate clean. I'm sure Colleen Hoover is a fantastic author. People love her, but it's just, I'm just not into it right now. But TikTok is really insistent about me reading her books. That's funny. I haven't had a Colleen Hoover recommended TikTok in a really long time, but I used to get them all the time. And I've only ever read one. And it was it only was like okay. I and I yeah. don't think I read the like the most hyped one. So I'm sure, you know, maybe that's an accurate um analysis of that book. Um but the one thing that I feel like I've heard a lot about her books is that they will break you. And I just am oh. not always in the mood oh. to be. <laughs> I'm not looking for that. <laughs> to be uh, emotionally I'm gonna... broken. <laughs> I'm on a pass on that one. Okay. Okay. But Superstars, if you have, if you are a Colleen Hoover fan, do send me your best recommendation for her book, her books, because I would like to give it another try. Yeah. No way. When well, I'm in the mood to be emotionally broken. I'll just start sending you all the TikToks I get. Oh, <laughs> you can pick okay. for yourself. <laughs> okay, but we have to talk about our reading goals. You and I yeah. both set some reading goals for the year. You mentioned in your mid-year check-in with Kelly a couple episodes ago on, you know, the main the main show that um your reading goals and your reading journal have kind of uh they've fallen out of favor with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and for like very real significant reasons. Why don't just tell us more about that to just, you know, refresh memories yeah. for people. Yeah, if you missed that conversation, I basically was saying that it's been really hard for me to get back to the sort of like side, the sort of reading adjacent stuff that I had started the year with, which, as you mentioned, was this very elaborate reading journal that I was super stoked about. And these, I had some really specific goals. In fact, I remember when I was talking to you specifically about the goals, you were like, wow, that's a lot and also very specific. I like had this whole plan that was back in January. And by the end of January, going into February, um, my family all got COVID for the first time. And then it was mid-February when my mom got sick and had to go in the hospital and of course passed away in mid-March. And, you know, it's kind of one of those weird manifestations. I say weird, one of those maybe more common than I think manifestations of grief that it just has been emotionally and almost like physically painful to go back to the things that I was really into right before my mom died, because it's like this reminder of the before time. Mm -hmm. And so my reading journal has literally been collecting dust. I have not opened it since January, probably, or I guess maybe February. Um, it's just been really too painful. And, and so in a lot of my like, books that I had planned to read because I was, you know, doing a combination of reading challenges and all of these goals and stuff. I, at first, it was making me feel super guilty that I wasn't doing it and wasn't getting to it. And I was like, why am I making myself feel guilty about a construct that I created? <laughs> I'm the only person impacted by this. Um, so I just kind of had to give myself permission to give myself a little space around that and recognize that, if the time should come when I am in a better place to, you know, have a little bit more structured and enthusiastic approach to reading, then I'll get there eventually. And I don't have to like force myself into it. So alternatively, I have not been doing that great on our tropes, our romance tropes reading challenge. Now, that's a year long challenge and, and romance books are pretty easy to, to read. So I'm not stressed about that. I know I'm going to get to that. But alternatively, I've been reading a lot of fanfic, which I still count as reading. It is but... reading. <laughs> well, and I was going to ask about, because you, you seem to still be reading. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what, it's specifically the reading journal and the reading challenges that you yeah. put aside? Honestly, yes, you're exactly right. I hadn't even like quite had that ray of clarity about it. But yes, that it, it really has to do with like my, cause I think I'm, you know, somewhere on my, in my mind, I'm like associating my hopes and plans and dreams for the year ahead with reading 
with also just my life. And in no way did I start the year thinking that this would be the year I'd lose my mother. So I think that it is more specifically like trying to go back and and journal. I mean, I was really excited about Rebecca. I mean, I had, I I had so many cool things I was going to do, but it's just been a little bit too tender, I think. That's, that's understandable. Are you yeah. doing any kind of tracking of the reading that you are doing? Are you writing it down anywhere or not at all? Not really. Not okay, really. Well, but good for yeah. you. Like, yeah. good for you to just be able to recognize this and say, you know, it's not the time. It's Yes. And, and just because it's not the time right now doesn't mean that it won't ever be the time. And maybe it won't ever be the time for anything that elaborate. And that's right. okay, too, because yes. there are no rules about yes. how Meg Teets goes about tracking her reading. <laughs> you Thank you. Whatever feels good in the moment. Thank you. I, even though I know that and I believe that, it is very affirming to have somebody else be like, hey, hey, girl, hey, it's just reading. And just, yeah. you know, don't make it too serious. So well, I was how about you, with- though? Well, I was talking with my, just real quick, I was talking with my daughter, Grace, and I've often told her that I think that she might get a kick out of keeping some sort of reading, yeah, even just something very simple. Mm -hmm. And she told me, um, like, last month that she feels like it's too late. Like, she's, like, already gone so many years of her life without (gasps) doing it. Bless her beautiful heart. (laughs) Right? And, um, you know, let let it be noted, she's 12. Okay, so but she feels like she's already like too far behind. She's experienced she's past her prime. Yes, she's yep. read too many books that she hasn't written down. <laughs> Starting now just feels like she's too late. So yes. you know, we all get in our heads sometimes about um, you know, just goals and tracking things and like all that stuff in general. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, that is too cute and funny. Oh, Grace. Oh, <laughs> no, I relate to it, actually, that that <laughs> right. same sentiment of just mm-hmm. like, can't do it. <laughs> but so how's your reading going? And, are, and how's the tropes challenge going for your own self? Well, it's going well. I good. I counted this afternoon and I am at uh, 42 books for the year. Nice. My, my goal was 50 because I wanted to read a little less than I did last year so that I could watch more television. A goal to watch more TV. <laughs> and um, so anyway, I'm going to surpass that goal. Uh, but I'm at 42. And as far as the tropes, my goal was actually, um, I really want to read all of them. I know it's just, I know it's just 22. And we gave a list of like, beyond that of extras. But my goal is to read all of them. And yes. my goal is also to have a different book for each trope. Yes. Although that's also just a self-inflicted rule because you can definitely use the same book for multiple for sure. tropes. For but sure. I counted and I am at 20 I've at 22 tropes. I I've, <gasps> I've read 22 tropes. So I Look technically technically I did it. Yes. Um so I still have a few to go. So I'm going to list off the ones that I could use some help finding some recommendations okay, for. Okay, so let's hear it. So if have some suggestions for me. I have not read A Second Chance. Okay. Romance. And I and I haven't read many of those in general, I feel really? like. Really? Second Chance. Yeah. Okay. That's pinging something. I feel like I've got a recommendation for you, but I can't. It's not coming to my mind right now. Okay. What else? Well, that's fine. What else? Yeah. Okay. Secret Baby. I actually have <laughs> never read a Secret Baby book. And okay. if you don't know what that is, it means like they got together, she got pregnant and didn't tell him, and then later they meet back up and find out, oh, this baby's We fine. had a baby we together. Had a baby, which could okay. also count as a sec- for the second chance trope because – Yeah, for sure. For sure. end up being second chance. Um, yes. Yeah, I've never read A Secret Baby. Um the other one is Amnesia. I have mm. only read one. Um, and so I think I have that one covered, though. I did find one that's on my list. Um, I can't remember what it is, though, now. But anyway, if you have a good Amnesia book, I would take that. Yeah. I'm also looking for Marriage in Trouble. Okay. I, I'm not sure if I have ever read a romance book that was about a couple that was already married. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure yeah. there are yes. some. But I'm yeah, none are coming to mind for me of the marriage in trouble. Okay, so I also need siblings best friend. I think that is Okay, I don't mean to yuck on anyone's yum, but I think that is such a dumb trope. The fact that that's like a thing, I think that's so dumb. Is that because my siblings are like so much older than I am Possibly. that I don't mm-hmm. understand like why this is right, enough right, of right. a thing to make it an official trope? Is yeah. that what my problem is? I, I could see that. I could see how that family of origin dynamic would definitely, definitely color your perception of, is this even sexy? Is this even romantic? Is this even feasible? Yeah. I, can, I just don't, I just, I can see that. is it that big of a deal to like date one of your siblings' friends? Is I that- mean, I think it is. I think especially if you are in the same age range and if it's like younger adult as opposed to, you know, people our age, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, I haven't I haven't read one this year. Also, I have not read a nanny book. I feel like I read quite I was on a nanny kick in 2021, but I haven't yep. read another one yet since okay. uh, 2022. Also, I am looking for a bodyguard book. I read one right at the end of 2021 that was absolutely bananas. That one had like all the tropes. Let me see if I can figure out what it was. But it had like every it had like every trope. Every trip. If you are doing the challenge and you're like, I can't I need to get through this. I can't keep reading. I'm getting so sick of these romance books. And you just want to cross off a whole bunch at once. Right, right, um, right. I think it was Twisted Games by Anna Juan. Okay. Twisted Games. It's, it was on Kindle Unlimited. And it was like... So many tropes. <laughs> I don't even remember them all, but I remember reading the book and being like, holy cow, like this book has everything. It has... It has bodyguard. It has celebrity or royalty, whatever it is. It has, like, kidnap. I don't remember. It had everything. Wow. Um, yeah. I need an escort book. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to read an escort book. And then yeah. that's it. And I've read everything else. Wow. That is amazing. I'm I'm deeply impressed. And I'm I'm pretty sure that between the superstars and – Maybe I can ask around a little to uh, to get some good recommendations for you. But you're doing so great with the romances. Well, thank you. It's uh, I mean, you know, the Loving it. the cross I have to bear in life reading all the romance <laughs> books. <laughs> yes, it is your calling and your ministry. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And I know we say it all the time, but I just still marvel at the evolution of Rebecca with reading through the years. I'm so glad we've gotten to just be here to see it all unfold. So fun. (laughs) It has been fun. It really has been. Um, Yeah, I will say one standout, speaking of romances, and I, I keep talking about this in various places. So you maybe have heard me say this somewhere before, but when Katie Proctor came to the show to give us some beach reads for this summer, Mm -hmm. she suggested um, a historical fiction romance. Now, Rebecca, you and I have talked about this. That's not really our jam. Like, I think I've read a few more than you have, but it's not going to be the first genre of romance that you and I pick up. It's not really our thing. But I will tell you guys that, hang on, I want to make sure I get the title correct. A Caribbean Heiress in Paris by... Adriana Herrera is so freaking sexy. It is so hot. I got it on Audible. I I like can't even finish it because nobody will leave me alone enough <laughs> to get through the hotness of this book. So I have not quite finished yet. But it takes place, it's like sort of set in Europe, like Paris and um and parts of Scotland in the I want to say it's like 1800s-ish. Okay. And again, totally not a book I would normally pick up, but oh my gosh, it is one of the hottest, spiciest, sexiest. I mean, spice level in terms of like just the way the, the intimate scenes are described. I, it's not like, um, really pushing any boundaries in terms of, you know, what the main sure. characters are enjoying, yeah. but it is definitely just like the writing and bonus, the writing when they're not talking about the sexy stuff. Adriana Herrera is a, masterful, fantastic writer. So the actual plot lines are really fascinating and really well done too. So highly, highly, highly recommend if you're looking for something a little spicy right now. That one is so good. And the 
the girl, the, I'm sorry, the woman who reads it on, uh, on audio, um, she does all of the accents that are involved and it's just oh, very funny. enjoyable, very enjoyable book. So, yeah. okay. I have one more, um, call for help. Okay. As far as books, because I have discovered, and Meg does not share this love or fascination at all. Oh God! With me, Is it but twins? I have. <laughs> no, it's not true. It's not twins. It might be worse. Okay. I, I have discovered. You know, I've discovered that I love a trauma bond trope. Oh yes, this is not for me. But yes, I do know that you do have that deep interest in it. It's not for uh, me, though. Every trauma bond book I have read, I have absolutely loved. So if you, superstars, if you have read a trauma bond book, please send it my way. I want to read them all. Uh, It has to be open door. That's a requirement. So what is trauma bond? Because those of you who are not sick in the head don't know what I mean. Um, (laughs) Basically, my definition of trauma bond is when two people are forced together in some sort of unfortunate scenario and mm-hmm. they are dependent on each other, maybe maybe even physically, but certainly also emotionally in order to survive their circumstances. Mm-hmm. And And so this could be, I mean, goodness sakes, like any like trapped on a deserted island book could be a trauma bond but what really pushes it towards trauma bond is that for some reason like they shouldn't be together and then when they go home when they are rescued when they are no longer in peril they have this like fight amongst themselves to like stay away from each other like they know that now that they're back in the real world their relationship Mm -hmm. shouldn't work but they just can't stay away Oh, my word. This is my favorite trope of all. Goodness, this might. I think I like it more than age gap. Whoa. That that's significant for you. That's that's a big change up. I love it. So send me all. Please, please. If my DMs are flooded with trauma bond books, I will be a happy, happy woman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Love it. Love to hear it for sure. For sure. Okay. You were telling me before we started recording about a new store that you just checked out in your area that you got <laughs> quite a kick out of. And I was like, nope, just save it. I, I want to hear the story. You had okay. a really unique way of describing it. Guys, this is so dumb. It's so dumb, and it doesn't have anything to do with anything. That's why it's landing on the Superstar Overflow <laughs> episode. But I just went to like... You could describe it as, like, a Christian Target. Like, if Target was run <laughs> just by Christians, like, a big box store run by specifically very conservative Christians. So, living so, in Lancaster County. Wait, let me ask have, you, do you, yeah. do you. Do you guys have Hobby Lobby up there? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, so, yeah. so I'm thinking if, like, Target and Hobby Lobby had a baby, it its baby is uh, in your neighborhood. <laughs> Well, the conservative Christian part of it. Have you ever been to a Hobby Lobby? Uh, Maybe once. I don't know, Meg. This is this is more. This is more than Hobby Lobby. This is like (laughs) this is more than Hobby Lobby. Okay. It so this the store is literally run by conservative. Christian Mennonites. And when I say that, I don't mean like politically conservative, although they would be. I mean like very religiously conservative. Okay. Like, like dressing in, like women only wearing dresses and like cape dresses where like it has this fabric that goes across the breast so that you, there's like less breast definition. Okay. Mm-hmm. In their dresses. Sure. Yeah. So cape dresses and head coverings. And I am mm-hmm. not like poking fun at their conservative lifestyle or views sure. or anything like that. It yeah. is just so, it's just so Lancaster County to yeah. have this store. <laughs> let me, let me just describe to you some of the things that were in this store and like some okay. of the things that were not. So okay. you go in the toy section, there are, there are no superheroes, no superheroes, right. no Barbie dolls, no squirt guns, Nerf no guns, guns, right? Water mm-hmm. guns. Um, when you go into the women's section, there are no pants, <gasps> no shorts. 
Interesting. No short sleeve shirts. All of the shirts went down to like elbows or longer. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. The men's section had a lot of bright neon colored shirts (laughs) and vests so that when they're riding their bikes along the side of the road, they don't get hit by cars. Like literally. Like a lot of them. Yes. Um, The beauty section had zero makeup. <laughs> but yet they do have a beauty section. They have a beauty section. It, it just has, has handmade soap in it. <laughs> it had soap in it. Maybe some lotion, lots of hair accessories and like, okay, you know, yes. like, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. things like that, but zero makeup. Um, the underwear section for the women, the bras were 90% white. Okay. Yes, because that's very what un unexciting. It's just like the, this is yes. your standard issue Function. underwear. Yes, exactly. You only need white. What else would you need color for in your underwear? Exactly. Right? Okay. The uh, there was also the largest supply of slips that I have seen. In decades, <laughs> in this store. Now, and now, I know, you, Meg, it's getting personal now, for you. <laughs> target audience reached. Now you've got me because you know I love a slip. I actually was thinking to myself just the other day, I could use a new slip. <laughs> oh well, send me your size. I'll go and get exactly what you need because they have it all there. Um, even. Even the the bathroom accessories, I can't, I don't even know how to describe this, but in the home goods section, I went and I was looking at, you know how you can get sets for your bathroom where you have like a matching soap yeah. dispenser and toothbrush <clears throat> yes. holder and things like that. Even those had this, um, all had this like certain look to them. Like none of them looked very, I don't know what you would say, like modern and sleek. For they sure. all were kind of like... Uh, flowery and like had birds on them, which is not a bad style, but it just the could be a little dated. There's no variety. It was Mm -hmm. all very much like the same like that. Ah, There was rows and rows of fabric and yarn and embroidery floss, which certainly fits, you know, a a need for Mm -hmm. people who enjoy those kinds of craftings and things. Um, but yeah, it was it was the I think for me it was the lack of any kind of pants in the women's section that just really um, It's startling. It made me laugh. It just made yes. me laugh. It's just like, yep, of course. Why would I why in the world would I go to the store and expect to find pants in the women's section? Like you just wouldn't. You just no. wouldn't. But to clarify, like the the actual audience, the actual demographic for the store is the re- more religiously conservative. It's like it wasn't open for Rebecca Hoffer, is what we're saying. Well, no, but like they, I mean, they are happy to have my business. I mean, oh sure, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness, that it's is such a little slice Lancaster of life. County. Yes, I know. and you know what? I love it. I love it. I live in such a unique place, and it's that I was thinking to myself, if I had somebody visiting from out of town, out of state, and they were curious about the Amish and Mennonite culture in this area. I yeah. would take them to the store and they could like see some of the differences as how how is this like different from like Target? Um and it, it just would be it's like a little bit of a cross cultural experience. Totally. I'd say <laughs> it's a lot bit. I think it's so fun. I just I just think it's so fun. I live it's in such a crazy place. <laughs> so fascinating. So interesting. One thing that Mennonites probably are not into is painting their nails. Is that accurate? If you, if you can't, um, if you're not wearing yeah. colored underwear, then painting your nails might be <laughs> way too far. Okay. I, I would agree with that. I need to talk to you about Olive in June. And I feel like I need to give all of the prefaces before I say this. Obviously, Olive in June was a sponsor um, on Sort of Awesome earlier this year. You've been into them for so long. When we, when they sent me my like welcome sponsor pack, I was obsessed. I was like so super into it. So in addition to the polish kit and like the manicure kit and everything, which I genuinely truly loved because it has so much stuff in it that I have never had in terms of 
just keeping on hand to do your nails at home because mm-hmm. you guys know my nail issues. Well, so I, did, I had overcome the hurdle. Like I love to have my nails painted now, but I found that I actually really super loved their press-ons because they're so easy to put on. I love just like, you can do it so fast and it's like dry in literally minutes and you're good to go. I just have been super loving them. First couple of sets I put on, I had no complaints. Such a great experience. But Rebecca, the last three sets I've put on, including this one, and I'm going to show you some of the examples I'm talking about, have been really bad quality. And I feel bad saying that because I really love Olive and June as a company. I love their mission. I love the, you know, woman founded, woman run energy that it has. But I'm not the only one because my friend, well, I don't want to out her on here, but one of my friends who's also a superstar, also around this time had put on a a set of Olive and June um, press-ons, not knowing the issues I'd been having, texted me pictures of me like, I can't believe these nails are doing this already. So the past three sets that I've put on are like chipping and breaking within like the first few hours or days of me putting them on. Oh, I don't know if you can good. see. Well, I can't see you. Hang on. Wait. I can only so see. So, like, you. okay. So, the, like, here. The nail, the fake nail, yes. is breaking apart. Like, yes. Are coming off. Yes. What in like the this. World? I don't know if you can oh. see this nail right here. Do you see that? Yes. yes. That's that, a significant chunk. Yes. Or they're splitting and then breaking, but then I'll go around with a split nail and it's like catching on everything, catching in my hair. They're popping off so easily. Like this one just popped off before we started recording. And I was like, see, I said that to myself. See, what the, these are so many problems in the set that I had worn in Emily's wedding. Thankfully, I just put on the day before her wedding, but by like the Monday, they were starting to crack and split. I just have been so disappointed because I've loved their polishes. And again, I had done several sets before this. And I'm like, am I doing something wrong that all of a sudden the press-ons aren't working? Because I want them to work. I love how they feel once they're on. I love how easy they are to take off. Almost too easy because they keep popping off. (laughs) (laughs) You like the press-ons even more than the polish. I do because it's so fast. Like, I think my biggest thing, even though I have the quick dry drops, my biggest thing with painting my nails is eventually, like, I mean, I guess I just don't have enough time and space in my life to just sit while they really harden and try. But with the press-ons, you just pop them up. I mean, you literally just press them on 30 seconds a nail and it's done and done. So okay, this is fascinating to me. I have never tried the press-ons because okay. I tried press-ons once right before I started getting into Olive and June and I l- kind of liked them but then my hair like the kind that I had it was just like a sticker. They were really okay. cheap. Like you just yeah, got yeah, them yeah. at like CVS, I don't know. They were like, Yeah. I don't know, whatever. And but my hair was getting like stuck under them because mm-hmm. I think they weren't like glued solid down right. all the way to my nail and I just found them to be kind of obnoxious. And then when Alvin June's press-ons came out, I did see rumblings of people having a hard time getting them off. Okay. And people kind of complaining about the removal process and people questioning some damage to their nails and saying, yeah. is this because of the press-ons or is it, what is it? And I was like, listen, I just, I just don't want to be bothered with the press-ons. I really okay. like the polish. I'm not going to even mess with it. So I have right. never used the press-ons. But this, I have not heard this complaint in the gr- Facebook groups that I'm in. Like this about is the like, cracking this, and splitting? Yes. I've never heard that before. Okay. I'm gonna And it it sounds to me like maybe it's like a production issue. Like yes. they like they change like their quality control like got mixed up or something. But I will tell you, they have some of the nicest um, brushes for their polish mm-hmm. and they switched their manufacturer or their supplier or whatnot and now sometimes their brushes are like wonky and oh, no. I don't, it's like so much harder to paint with the brushes yeah so i mean what is happening i don't know but i do think i'm gonna reach out and just like drop a note to customer service and say hey this is a thing and again i would actually think maybe i'm doing this wrong except that I also had a friend who had the literal exact same problem. And even when it comes to them popping off, 
I could give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, well, maybe I'm just not applying the glue in the right places or whatever. Like I could see that being a user issue on my end, but to have them splitting and cracking and breaking, which looks terrible. Now I do have this color jewel pop in the polish, like in a bottle also. Yeah. So I have the, like over the past couple of days, I've been going in and touching up what I can and kind of filing down. But as you can see with this one, like this nail is done. Like there's a big chunk out of it. So anyway, that's interesting. I do think, I do wonder now that you said it, if because people were complaining about how hard they are to take off, if they changed the construction of the press-ons maybe in some way to make them easier to take off. But now it's also easier for them to fall apart. I don't know if that's a real know. thing or not. That's no, I just that's made that not up. Good. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. I think I'm pretty, I'm still pretty uh, diehard Olive and June. I have no interest in going elsewhere for yeah. nail stuff. But like, yeah. These kinds of things are a disappointment. Like when you yeah. have something quality that's like working really well, like yes. the brushes or whatever, like let's not mess with that. And, you know, exactly. I do think you do need to tell customer service because how else are they going to know? Like, right. If nobody exactly. complains about their brushes, then they won't know that their mm-hmm. manufacturer now sends out like terrible brushes. Yeah, exactly. So, And yeah. I will say I have had excellent customer service responses. Okay, good. Like, they tend to really make things right. So I would be curious to hear what they have to say. Okay. I mean, I love Olive and June so much. I became like, I joined their like little membership club. I mean, and paid for that with my own dollars and cents so that I could, because I've been putting in a number of orders of both press-ons and polishes. So I think I will send them a little email. And again, I'm not trying to be down on the company. I really love the company. I just have been bummed about... My nail's not looking so great. Like, I just got into nails, you guys. I need to be supported. This is <laughs> remarkable all on its own. What? You are a member of a nail polish company? I know, right? Crazy. Who even <laughs> am I? Okay, before we wrap up, you are telling me that you've had a little win. I don't even know what you're going to tell me, but I can't wait to hear about it. Okay. In the mid-year check-in... Meg and Kelly were talking about recognizing and honoring even the small growth that you've had in certain areas. And I have the smallest of areas that I have improved in my life that have brought me just immense peace and joy. I I feel I have talked about this to so many people already. It's shocking that I haven't talked to you about it yet. But here's what I did. Several weeks ago, I went into my Overcast app, which is what I use for all my podcast listening. Yes. And I cleaned it up. <gasps> I finally said Look to myself, you. Rebecca, you have been saying for what, three plus years, you're going to listen to this podcast. And for Mm. three plus years, whenever you go into your podcast app, you never hit play. It (laughs) is time to finally let go of some podcasts that they they probably are very, very wonderful. But you know what? You're not listening to them. Let them Mm. go. Yes. Yes. I need to do the same thing. I need to do the same thing. I'm so highly motivated that you that you did it. And and it sounds like it was a, a cathartic experience. <laughs> Meg, I did not know how much my podcast app was stressing me out. Oh my goodness. Yes. Like yeah. I, and I think it's kind of the same way maybe like with your with your reading journal or something like yeah. that. Or like yeah. anything that you set a goal for or whatever. I felt like I had this to-do list that I like never could get caught up on. Yes. I had these things that I should listen to because other people said that they're great, even though I kind of don't have an interest enough to actually listen to it but yeah i should i would be a better mm-hmm. person if mm-hmm. i was a better person i would listen to this podcast whatever whatever, whatever. sure 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 and i yeah. finally just let it go and then mm. i really like concentrated on the ones that were still left and i went through the unplayed episodes that had backed up and i deleted a bunch that like you know if it was the type where a certain subject matter you know it's not like yeah. a series like a limited run series or something but it's by different subject matters and i was able to delete the ones that didn't sound interesting to me i have caught up on podcasts that have been had a backlog in my app for so long i i cannot get over 
how happy I am every time I go into my podcast app and see a more limited number of podcasts waiting for me. I'm so thrilled with this. And genuinely, I'm not even kidding. I'm genuinely inspired because I also use Overcast. And I do the same thing. Like I think, oh, I'm going to get to that. Or somebody will like recommend one episode. And so then it, it lands in my Overcast app. And then not only have I not listened to the one episode, then it's there, you know, in my list. And I'm like, it is like a little twinge of something that I haven't done when I'm scrolling through it to find what I am going to push play on. So yeah, this like I'm nagging voice inspired. there. Listen, yes. listen to me. Why aren't you listening to me? Listen yes. to me. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's like cleaning up your, your inbox, you know, yes. like it just is. Well, I wouldn't so- know, but. it's just so nice to have a clean slate and i feel so good about it so anyway as far as decluttering my home might be a disaster but my podcast app is uh clean and tidy and i am celebrating that growth (laughs) i am here for it and i'm genuinely inspired i'm going to do the same thing Thank you for sharing that. Um, we've talked about a lot. I'm going to put some links in the show notes so that people can go and check out what we've talked about. And Rebecca, if you'll send me over those tropes that you're looking for in case people didn't have a chance to write them down, I'll put them in the show notes as well so that people can be on the lookout for Rebecca and those recommendations. Um, Rebecca, as a quick reminder, though, most of the super superstars do know where to find you. Just a quick reminder, if they want to go watch your stories, which are always entertaining and, and insightful, where can we find you all around the web? Well, my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram at Simply Rebecca. Okay, you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg. We love to hear from you. If you have not signed up for the text texting app, text lists, all the texting, uh, I will have the that number in the show notes. You can just say hello and we'll get you all set up there. Make sure if you uh, want to that you've joined the Superstars Hangout Group on Facebook. You guys, thanks so much for listening and for all of your support. We'll see y'all next time. 